Hey guys, it's Brant and I'm back with another The Panel Has Spoken video. And this video we're doing Kiss Destroyer. And so this is the video that a lot of you have been looking forward to because the panel has grown larger and larger. This time for Kiss Destroyer, the panel hit a number, hit the number 63. So there's 63 of us putting our input in on this panel this time. We have a lot of newcomers. So we have our contest winner. We have the contest winner right here, Mr. Eric. Uh, and he's contest, yes, show the guns. He uh, was the contest winner for the Destroyer. And so it's good to have you, Eric. Um, and just yeah. talk a little bit about Destroyer, what it, what Destroyer means to you, or your experiences <clears throat> or anything like that. Well, when I think about Destroyer, I think it's my introduction to KISS because uh, there was a time where I was young a while back and my aunt had brought me into a bedroom. This sounds like it was going somewhere, but it's not. And um, she brought me into a room and there was a uh, old seventies hi-fi stereo with the speakers in the corner, vinyl on the floor and one chair in the middle. And uh, she sat me down in the chair and she handed me the cover of the album and she put on God of Thunder and blasted it. I might've been seven. I might've been six. And it completely destroyed me. And I had nightmares that night. And I clearly remember the nightmares. And they were chasing me around my swing set. Gene was a little overweight, which now we know is funny. Um, and uh, it, it, I was a fan ever since. Now, is it my favorite album? Absolutely not. Now, especially now that I listen to it years later, and I want it to be so much more. You know what I mean? I want it to match that cover. And uh, that's why, you know. There's, there's been, you know, there's so much uh, back and forth about that album, but when I think of the image of Kiss, that that cover is so great. But uh, the album has uh, has uh, been around forever, and um, it's not quite what you want it to be after years, right? Yeah, um, this was actually my first Kiss album. My grandma bought it for me. I've told the story. They bought it from, she bought it for me after Elvis died. I was a huge Elvis fan. I was yeah. seven years old or I was eight years old, just turned eight. Elvis passed away in August. I'd turned eight in, in, in April. And she took me down to a drugstore to buy an album for me. And she thought this was one of those comic albums that they used to have where you played the album and there was a comic book inside and it played oh. the audio and you read along. And I took it home right. and expected it to be that, but it was Destroyer. And shortly after <laughs> I became a Kiss fan, Kiss Alive 2 came out. And I remember getting Kiss Alive 2 and having the tattoos, and I was just, I was just totally blown away. Um, I always think you said in your some of your comments online that uh, you thought this album should have been named like something like God of Thunder. I think that would have been really cool. Um, there goes the dogs again. Proof I do have dogs. Um, and uh, I always thought a cool title for this album would have been Flaming Youth. Especially with right. them on the cover, Gene looks like his hair is on fire, and that's just an iconic uh, picture of Gene. Uh, but yeah, Flaming Youth, I think, would have been a really cool name for this album. But so, um, but that's a cool story, man. I love me and Rick. We love hearing stuff like that. You know, I used to scare my neighbor that lives next door to me. He's been in videos. I used to scare him to death playing the beginning of Gene Simmons' solo album where Gene's laughing all demonic and it's been slowed yeah. down and everything. Used to scare him to death doing that because Gene was scary. There was a point in time that Kiss was scary. 
They yeah. were pre-internet before they took the makeup off, and you saw they were just normal people. They were scary, especially to younger kids. They were kind of scary. Um, so that's a cool story. So Rick, what what about you? What about you with this I, story? My first experience with the record probably was 1980, and a girl had brought it to our music class to play for the um, the class. And I remember. Like you, you guys both men- mentioned, Gene was scary, and I remember being captivated by him. That image of him and his boots. Um, I think I went home and I tried to draw it. I think I got in trouble for trying to draw him because you know he, the band was evil. But it's also kind of cool to look back and think that in 1980, Kiss was still kind of mysterious and big, and a girl would bring that record to school. So. Um, yeah, that was my first experience with Destroyer, but as you mentioned earlier, this is probably my least played record. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just one I've never... I respect it, and I get it, but I don't think it's the be-all, end-all Kiss record. And um, I'm, I'm just a huge rock and roll over guy, and I think rock and roll over, for me, shadows this record. But I do, I do enjoy it. Right, and for me, the... Um... The Alive 2 was my real introduction to a lot of these songs, you know what I mean? I was young when I had the Destroyer, and it it disappeared, and uh, it's not like it was freely available, you know what I mean? And I did get Alive 2, and I heard a few of these songs, and then you go back later, and you listen to Destroyer, and you're like, wait a minute, this this, this doesn't have the punch I wanted to have, you know? Yeah. It's exactly right. There's a few songs that's like that. Um, So... I'm going to go ahead and get into introducing the panel. Like I said, we had 70, or had 63 on this one this time. And so, of course, on the panel is myself and Rick and Eric. And then there from Instagram is Russ's Rad Reviews, uh, Doyle Eric Roush, Roush, MD Smith Comics, AJ Zetro, 1975, Tony P1, J Spence Metal, Dylan Tucker, from Patreon is Big ba- Bizbag68. From Twitter is Jeff Wyatt, Tom Mungia, Tom Dust, Bob Nash, Jack Skellington, Andy, The Hook Rocks, Katie Christina, Paul, T- Paul Tepelius, Aladio. And this is from Facebook, Gregory Pegg, Scotty Sky. And then from YouTube, Largest Crowd, Louis Maladino, George Doley. Vincenio Perla, Jay Reiner, Demetrios K, Soda Pop, Tom S, Chad Casey, Walter Ruther, John 6666, Steel, Jay Lee, Vapor Man, Rock Band's Channel, Super Kiss 1200, Tom Gigliotti, Man With No Name, Jeremy Camona, Rick R, Jay Reed, Orville Dunsworth, Sammy Pardo, That Toy Bonnie Guy, John O., Dark Light, Keith Nito, Anthony C, 3SV1333, Young and Wasted, Tyler Brown, Chandler155, Trevor Blaylock, Emily Graziano, Michael D, Brasher Baseball Academy, John B. Good, Perpetual Art, Ace, John Howard, Two Dads Review, and Greek Freak. So that is our panel, uh, you guys. That is the panel for... Um, Kiss Destroyer and just looking through here some of the panel said about the album uh, Doyle Eric Ross said he uses this album to introduce people to Kiss 
and he also met Rick at a concert. Um, you guys, you saw him at the concert in New York City, I believe. Yeah. Um, it's so. cool to connect with people like that. And like Eric, I've known Eric for a long time on Instagram, just following his account on Instagram. And so it's cool to connect through these videos. So thank you for putting these videos together. Yeah, yeah excellent. Uh, MD Smith Comics says it's hard to pick a top song. Um, AJ Zetro said he had this one on 8-track. Tony P said it's not one of his favorites in the catalog. He's not a fan of the Ezra and Kiss combinations. Iladu said he loves the, he loves it the city and state of his birth as mentioned in the first few seconds. Louis Maladino says it's his least favorite of the original six studio albums. George Doley says he likes Resurrected better. My son likes Resurrected better. Um, Jay Reiner says one song kills it for him. Uh, Demetrio says he likes it better than Dress to Kill. It's in his top ten. One song kills it for him as well. Soda Pop says he owned the album for three weeks and traded it to his big brother for the originals. Tom S. says it's the least of his favorite four albums. He always wished they would have played it complete with Ace and Peter, like played it in its entirety. Chad Casey's owned this album since 1976 when he was seven. Jay Lee said he, uh, it's a good album, but it missed, he missed the grid of the first three. Vaporman said this is his first album he had at five years old. Had Gene sign it several years back, which is a cool story. And he said the beginning of Great Expectations is part of Beethoven's uh, Piano Sauna, one of his Santanas. And uh, I, I think I actually covered that in my review of the album. Um, Rock Band's channel says it's super hard for them because it's one of their favorite albums. Super Kiss 1200 said they like the resurrection, resurrected version better as well. Rick R., you got to go look at his thing. He tells an amazing story of listening to an eight track with his friends. Rick, if you've not seen Rick R.'s comment, you need to go read it. It is amazing. It's on YouTube. It's amazing. Okay. Uh, it's like a paragraph, cool. It's but it is amazing. Um, Jay Reed says he hates God of Thunder just because the OK starts singing. The kid ruins it. Any version of this is better. <laughs> um, Dark Light. Uh, has a lot of comments about the individual songs, but he did say that God of Thunder scared the hell out of him when he was eight. Emily Graziano says, this is a cool story too. You need to look this up, Rick. Uh, Emily Graziano has her mother's original 1976 record. De Detroit Rock City was the second song she ever learned to sing the words to at the age of three. Oh, wow. So I thought that was really cool. John B. Good said he agreed. Aaron uh, also agreed Ezra wasn't a good fit for Kiss. Um, and he's got pretty good comments there, John does. So like I said, some of these comments are really cool to um, go and check out because a lot of people put a lot of thought and everything into them, and uh, I like to at least hit the highlights of them and then just tell everybody, go back. It's on the community page. Uh, it would be where I asked for you to send in your list. It's on the community page for, the, uh, for YouTube. So having said all that, y'all ready to get into this album? You're yep. ready to talk about oh, it a little yeah. bit? Alright, so nine tracks on the album. I didn't want anybody to do Rock and Roll Party because it's just a, a thing that they did at the end of it and it's not really a song. It's kind of like an instrumental hidden track. So we not we had nine tracks to choose from. So I basically what I did was I scored it. The lowest score was a two. I scored everything. If, if you picked it as your number one track, it got scored a ten. 
and all the way down, it counted down till you got to your least favorite track, and track nine got scored two points. So I didn't score any ones on this. Um, I just felt it'd be easier to do that way for me. Let's go ahead and talk about what we predicted at number nine first. We'll let Eric go. Did you do a, did you do a prediction? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. I got a, a great expectations. What about you, Rick? Same. Great expectations. Yeah. And my prediction for number nine was great expectations. So That's a, I, I like the beginning of it. I, I like the feeling of it coming on, but it should have it should have been on Gene's solo album. Oh, totally. Definitely. Definitely. It should definitely. Um, so coming in at number nine with 195 votes is great expectations or 195 and 195 points. No one picked this as their favorite. And it's funny because I think this is the first time it's happened because on all the albums before, even the song that came in last, somebody picked it as a favorite. But nobody mm -hmm. did that on this one. Uh, Perpetual Art was the highest. He scored uh, Great Expectations as his second favorite. Um, 45 of the panel picked it as either their least favorite or their next to least favorite. So it, it was very, very solidly... Uh, all the all the other songs on this album broke the 200 mark, and so this one um, came in at 195, and I scored this as my least favorite. So Eric, what about you? Uh, believe it or not, I actually picked it at eight. At eight, okay. All right. What about you, Mr. Rick? I picked it at number nine. Least for you, huh? Yep. Now, what is it you don't like about it? It it. I think Eric hit it. Eric hit it the nail on the head. It is a Gene Simmons solo album song, and it just doesn't fit on this record to me. So yeah. I, it's it's the one track I always skip. This is the one track when the people said there's one track that 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 makes this album not perfect for them, and no. I think Great Expectations was a a Bob Ezrin push. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think that would have been a Bob Ezrin push. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Great Expectations at number nine. So, what is, uh, Eric, what's your prediction for number eight? Who do you think the panel's going to choose eight? Flaming Youth. Okay. I went the, I went kind of the flip side of that. I said Sweet Pain. Ah, yeah. Sweet Pain. All it's right. close. It's close with that one, yeah. Yeah. All right, Rick, you're, me and you are kind of thinking in the same vein at this point in time. For now, I, I picked that the panel was going to choose Sweet Pain uh, as number eight. So, uh, neither of us was right, believe it or not. Uh, coming in at 279 points, uh, at number eight is Beth. Mm, poor Beth. Peter. Uh, no one picked it as their favorite. Believe it or not, that blew my mind that not one person mm -hmm. picked Beth as their favorite song. This song right. was a hit. <laughs> um, but I, I, wonder play, it, I wonder if it's one of those songs where, it, like we talked about, fatigue. It's true, yeah. It, it got ran into the ground. And all, when, you, when you hear it, you actually think of the whole uh, production of it on stage and all that. You don't actually listen to it for what it is. Mm -hmm. And if I was to listen to it, I really want to listen to it off of a live too. Mm -hmm. and, and you hear it off of this one and all you can think about is like current uh, stage tour, you know? Mm -hmm. So it is, it's played to the ground, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, now I, w I will throw this in before we go a little further. One of my, f 
I love hearing somebody play this like on an acoustic guitar. If you hear somebody play this on acoustic guitar, it's amazing. It really is. And my favorite version of Beth is actually off the symphony, where they actually played it with the actual symphony. It's an amazing version. If you never heard the Kiss symphony version of this with Peter singing it, you need to check that out. Um, but nobody picked it as their favorite. A handful of panelists picked it as their second or their third, but 23 picked it as their least favorite or their next to least favorite. Um, me on this one, uh, I picked this as my next to least favorite song on the album. And it's not because I don't like it. And it's not really so much uh, because of fatigue. It's just that um, it's not really my thing. I, and I respect the song for what it is. And I respect it for what it did for Kiss and everything. But... I probably actually like Beth more now than I did when I was a kid, even though I was a Peter fan when I was a kid. I actually like it more as an adult now than I did back then. The violins mm -hmm. and the orchestra and all that stuff kind of threw me off as a kid. So, um, what did, Eric, where did you where did this land in your list? <clears throat> well, I got this at number six. Um, and I, like I said, it's because of Alive 2. And it's because when I was young... I was in a car and my mother had said, oh, let's turn it up. And she goes, this is Kiss. I was like, argued, completely argued with her. She I was like, absolutely. And uh, I might have been seven or eight. This is Kiss. No, it's not. Which I couldn't be. <laughs> no way. It couldn't be. <laughs> and then uh, when I got alive too, I played it into the ground. And then I learned how to play it on the piano, only the opening riff. And um, so I have a childhood memory attachment to the song. Um, I would skip past it right now, but... You know, if I'm sitting there and I'm doing the thing, I go, well, yeah, I guess I do have a soft spot for the song, you know? What's you, Rick? I picked it at number seven. Um, and I like the fact that you mentioned Beth on an acoustic guitar because the Phantom version is actually my favorite version of the song. It's immediately yeah, I thought of that, yeah. Yeah, the Phantom version is a good version, too. Okay. So that brings us up to number seven. And for number seven, I picked that the panel, I predicted that the panel would choose uh, Flaming Youth for number seven. Actually, my prediction is still a seven sweet pink. Okay. So my prediction for seven was actually Beth. The number seven that the panel picked is with 281 total points is Sweet Pain. And uh, one panelist, Dark Light, picked it as their favorite. 22 of the panelists picked this as their least favorite or their next to least favorite. The rest picked it kind of in the middle. And I was one of those. I picked, uh, I picked Sweet Pain as my fifth favorite song on the album. And I just like the... And I've always liked this song even since when I was a kid. But I really didn't kind of get into the lyrical content of it until I got older. You know, like we really when we were a kid and we were listening to Nothing to Lose, we didn't really realize that Nothing to Lose was about anal sex, you know, trying to talk a girl into anal sex. And yeah, so, big fan. So, so so there's a lot of uh there's a lot Kiss has a lot of this hidden stuff in their in their song. So what's hidden to us cuz we don't you know, when we were kids we didn't really didn't realize it. But Sweet Pain is basically about, 
he's it's like a BDSM song, you know. He's talking about leather fitting tight and his whip's always beside him. Um, I'm going to teach you love in a different way. You'll get to love me and you'll learn to love me in my sweet pain. So it's almost yeah. like it's a it's a total domineering kind of true Gene Simmons fashion BDSM song. Um, and it's got some pretty cool things. I love that, that moan that Gene does at the very beginning where they take it from one ear to the other. It's like Gene slithering through your head. Uh, it's it's really cool. So I picked this as my uh, fifth favorite on the album. What about you, Rick? Um, I picked it at number four, Sweet Pain and uh, and um, Flaming Youth. To me, were kind of like Love Gun songs. And I was, I think, even as a teenager, I liked Love Gun a lot more than Detroit Rock City or Destroyer and. Sweet Pain is one of those songs I always liked. And I, again, you mentioned his moan. Very almost human. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, very much. And I, yeah, Sweet Pain's one of my favorite uh, Gene songs off this record. All right, Eric. Yeah, I, I picked it like you. I picked it number five. And it's the same thing. It starts out really good. And I like that. I like that creepiness to it. I was a big Gene fan. It destroyed. He scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. So when I heard this, it was very creepy and dark. I had no idea about the lyrical content or all the hidden meanings. Like we did most of the things from, you know, look at Rob Halford. We had no idea what was going on, you know. But, um, uh, you know, uh, Sweet Pain from number five for me. Yeah. The, the panel very definitively picked the the bottom, the middle, and the top. They definitively picked those with the numbers. Because whereas the bottom three, the score was 195, 279, and 281, the next one up, the middle jumps almost 100 points. So it's like... There's a definitive top, middle, and bottom class of songs on this album by that the panel has picked. So we are up to um, number six. I predicted that the panel was going to pick Do You Love Me for number six is what I picked. What did you think, Rick, that the panel would pick? Number six, I predicted the panel would say Flaming Youth. Okay. And, and, and I have Beth for number six. You had Beth for number six. Okay. All right. With 355 points at number six, the panel picked Flaming Youth. No. Uh, five panelists Gregory Pegg, Vapor Man, Sammy Pardo, Trevor Bullock picked this as their favorite song. Um, and there's another one that picked it as their favorite song. And uh, only eight panelists picks this as either their least or next to least favorite song. I picked this as my sixth favorite song. So, Rick, where'd you pick this one at? <laughs> I would have been the other one that picked it as their favorite song. Um, this song is is a is a rally cry for me. It's very much a uh, a rock and roll, you know, join join the army song, and uh, I love it. So, Eric, where does this come in for you? Well, like I said with these lists, right? Like, they change weekly. 
But um, when I was throwing this together, I picked up that number nine. I do love the beginning of the song. I love the lead up. I love the cry. I love it. But there's a part, maybe three quarters of the way of the song, it just starts getting repetitive and falling apart for me a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. So I threw it at number nine. Mm-hmm. Next week, it'll be different. Next week, yeah. I'll be driving down the street. I go, this, this is the best song in the history of the universe, you know? <laughs> right. Um, and, and even though I picked at number six uh, on uh, my list, um, and I still think the album could have been named Flaming Youth, just because of, like Rick said, it's a rallying cry, uh, and the words, the word, the lyrics to it. Um, but it, I'm, I'm with you, Eric. It does get a little repetitive and towards the end. And um, I'm not a big fan of the 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 key, the Calobi or Calobi or whatever they call it, the little keyboard that yeah. Ezrin introduced. And uh, I just recently did a video about Gene Simmons' demo for this album, Mad Dog, that didn't take it, make it to the album, but they used that riff out of it. They sped it up, or they, yeah, they sped it up, and then they, that, and that's, that's kind of an old-sounding kiss. Um, yeah. And that, that's one thing that I did like about it. I just wish there would have been a little more of that in the song, but I like it enough to where I think it could have been the... Uh, could have been the, the title track to the album. So, um, that takes us to the top five. And um, the top five is, it's another jump. Remember I said that the, the, the very first song, the lowest song, didn't even get into 200. And then eight and seven were both in 200s. Flaming Youth was 355. Well, song number five jumps into the 400s. And um, so it was a, it's, it's more of that jumping towards these are our favorite songs on this album. So uh, number five, I, cho I think that the panel, I predicted that the panel was going to choose Beth as number five just because of its status as a hit. But I knew that there was also a lot of fatigue among fans when it comes to Beth. So I didn't think it was going to score in the top three or four, but I didn't expect it to score at the, as close to the bottom as it did either. So, so what did you guys predict for? What are you guys predicting for the number five to be? Thank you. Uh, uh, so yeah, uh, do you love me? Pick do you love me for a prediction. Yeah, and the top five was hard to predict what the panel would choose because you're down to those core major songs that everyone loves. Five, I chose the panel would predict Shout It Out Loud. Okay, you thought they'd going to pick Shout It Out Loud, okay? All right. The panel picked with 403 votes, points. The panel picked at number five, Do You Love Me? And Do You Love Me, I've got my notes here, Do You Love Me is one of those anomalies in the fact that it's in the top five, but not one panelist picked it as their favorite song. Not one. Uh, but 13 of the panelists picked it as their second and third, and only three panelists picked it as their least favorite. So it was a very middle-of-the-ground, middle-of-the-road picked song. But I picked this, me personally, where I picked this at, I picked this as my fourth favorite song on the album. 
So what about you, Eric? Where'd you pick it? I I picked it for myself at on number seven, which surprises me now that I see it in print. But um, yeah, Do You Love Me was at number seven for me right now. I picked Do You Love Me at number eight. This is one song I've just never liked. <laughs> I think I think I like Do You Love Me because I'm a drummer, so it's got oh, that nice little. I can that I can beat. see that. It's a good song, you know, for me to pick it at four, but it does get a little repetitive. All right, so top four and five was separated by a very slim margin. Position four and position five, there was only a ten point difference and spread out over 60 people that's really really close so uh my prediction for number four was gone was king of the nighttime world eric what about you and, Your prediction? Uh, for me same 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 because the, the songs you have left i mean it's, it's you know what i mean like yeah for me it had to be King of the Nighttime World because my other three picks have to be in the top three. And number four, I predicted the panel would say, do you love me? Okay, do you love me? All right. So, <clears throat> number four, the panel with 413 votes, 413 points, is Shout It Out Loud. Um, Shout It Out Loud, five panelists, Walter, Ruther, Super Kiss 1200, That Toy Bonnie Guy, Tyler Brown and Russ's Ride Reviews picked this as their most favorite song. 24 others picked it as their second or third favorite. Only four people picked this as their least favorite. I picked it as my third favorite. To me, Shout It Out Loud, I would rather listen to Shout It Out Loud than Rock and Roll All Night. Um, it's just a... To me, Kiss tries to use their Rock and Roll All Night and Party Every Day as their anthem, but... To me, Shout It Out Loud is, is, Kiss's, is Kiss's anthem to me. So where'd you pick Shout It Out Loud? Third as well. I picked third as well. And I, I agree with you about the, uh, the, the comparison between, or the uh, competition between that and rock and roll all night. Rock and roll all night is excellent and played out. Uh, Shout It Out Loud has stayed true, and it's kind of got a little bit more energy throughout the years. You know, like, Let Me Go Rock and Roll, I think, is even better than Rock and Roll Night for me. It's got mm -hmm. that straight-up driving. That's a better anthem for me. But uh, if I'm picking off a Destroyer, I'm going with Shout Out Loud for number three. Yeah, I also chose this as my number three as well. Um, I love the fact you mentioned Let Me Go Rock and Roll because, to me, Shout It Out Loud and Let Me Go Rock and Roll are better songs live than Rock and Roll All Night. And shout it out loud is so much fun on a live too. Mm -hmm. And plus, yes. you gotta, you have to love when Gene and Paul do different verses in a song. That's so much fun. Yeah, I, that's a great. Yeah, this is a great song. Their voices together are so amazing. Like when you hear Parasite, you're like, this is unbelievable, you know. But when they trade off back and forth, it's it's, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. I, and I was gonna say, I was gonna mention that I like this better on a live too than I do on Destroyer. Um, it sounds really, it's so much fun, and it sounds really good on the live, too. All right, so down to the top three, and um, this the, these three kind of separated themselves from the rest of the pack. So they were definitively the top three songs. Um, and so I predicted, 
at number three, I predicted it was going to be shouted out loud. What about you? Yeah, I predicted shout out loud as number three too. And I chose King of the Nighttime World that the panel would choose as number three. Number three with 440 points is the panel chose God of Thunder. Ooh. God of Thunder, 10 panelists picked this as their favorite track. Eric, Dole Eric Roush, Roush, Roush. I'll get that right one day, Eric. Uh, M.D. Smith Comics, Dylan Tucker, George Doley, Jay Reiner, Demetrius Case, Soda Pop, Tom S., John six 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 steel perpetual art. Only two panelists picked picked this as their least favorite, and uh, I might have been one of those people that drugged this down a little bit because I picked it as my seventh favorite. Um, and the reason why I picked it as my seventh favorite is I love the song God of Thunder, but I'm one of the people that's not big fans of the overproduction of the song. I'm not big fans of Ezrin's kids. I'm not. I like the the special effects and everything that makes the song sound so damn creepy. But I wish there would have been, you know, the Gene moaning and possibly saying Satan at the end and who knows if it really is or not. Uh, but just the, the effect that it has. But I think it could have had that without the kids. Um, one of my biggest, but I love the way the drums sound. I love the way the song sounds and everything. My biggest beef with this song is it's too damn slow. So what about you, Eric? Where did you pick God of Thunder? Well, for me, God of Thunder is number one. Um, not this particular recording of it, which is kind of hard for me to do because we're doing Destroyer, right? But mm -hmm. uh, the song, that beginning, that bass, that opening, that scary demon-like me when I was a kid. Like I said, I was seven in a law in a uh, a lazy boy and a clothes and they my my aunt blasted to me while I was looking at the cover of those album and they were coming for me. That's what I knew. They were coming for me that evening. And uh, it stuck <laughs> with my brain, you know? It stuck in my brain. I can still picture them coming over that mountain, Ken Kelly's painting and that sound bum 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 bum. It's like oh shit, it's about to go down, you know? And then um you know, they used it in the Halloween movie because it's oh, it's, yeah. it's 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 scary. It's scary as hell. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's muddy. It's slow. It's kind of boring. The kids, I, I kind of like. I kind of like the kids. Do I wish they were still in there? No, I would like to find out more about them. You know, but um, which I mean, I'm sure with any general media knowledge, I could find out. But um, the recording of it, yeah, it's a little slow. The, the live two version. It was perfect, right? And then when Gene comes in, oh, hi, at the end of it with his voice cracking, I love it. Yeah. But uh, this, I, I still, if I'm going to do it, I have to put God of Thunder as number one because that cover and that sound, that's what did it for me when I was a kid, you know? Okay. Awesome. Yeah, and I chose God of Thunder at number five. Um, <laughs> as you mentioned, Brent, that, you know, Destroyer is overproduced a lot. There's too many sounds in this record. Um, the kids, I do like the kids. John B. Good mentioned once that when he was young, he thought one of the kids was saying, I don't want to go to hell again. That's pretty, that's fun. And Eric, you hit the nail on the head. I'm never going to look at this, listen to this song or look <laughs> at that cover again the same because that they're coming for me is perfect. <laughs> and uh, that's why that's what I love about this panel is hearing 
everyone's take, everyone's story. And it, it makes me like songs more knowing other people's take and, and their, their childhood. Yeah. This was one of those songs that you, when you listen to it, it sounded like the devil coming through your speakers. And right. you would have thought that Gene was standing outside your window, you know, tapping on your glass or tapping on the glass, or he was the shadow in the corner because he was that big and that scary, you know, back then when, when we yeah. were kids. So, um, but God of Thunder, so God of Thunder, uh, and I think I have respect for it because it is the song that single-handedly created the demon persona. So, that leaves the top two, and we only know, we know there's only two songs left, so when we say what the second song is, then we know by process of elimination what the first one is, but uh, as far as the panel goes, what I predicted, I predicted that for number two, that the panel was going to say God of Thunder because I thought God of Thunder was that strong of a song. So what about you, Eric? What do you think is going to be number same, two? Same, same, same. I, predict, I predicted the general public would think uh, uh, number two for God of Thunder. Yeah. And I thought number two, the panel would choose <laughs> Detroit Rock City. Okay. All right. So coming in at 473 points, beating out God of Thunder by, you know, a, a, 33 points uh, at number two is King of the Nighttime World. Mm -hmm. So King of the Nighttime World, it was a knockdown drag out between the top two songs, but the number one song still beat the number two song by 75 points. 12 panelists chose this as their number one song. Tom Dust, Bob Nash, Jack Skellington, The Hook Rock, Scotty Sky, Rock Band's Channel, Rick, Rick R., John B. Good, Ace, John Howard, Two Dads Review, and Greek Freak. Only two panelists picked it as their least favorite song. I picked King of the Nighttime World as my second favorite song. King of the Nighttime World is actually, it's an amazing, it's an amazing song. And it's a cover that they kind of rewrote. Uh, and they rewrote it a little bit. They rewrote it a lot, actually, if you've ever heard the original. Uh, I just love the, the, the driving, the way this song starts. And just the way the drums drive through the whole song. Uh, Ace's solo is really good in it. It's not the most complex, but it's still really good. What about you, Eric? Yeah, I got it for myself, um, number four. Number four. So what do no, you like? No, no, I apologize. I apologize. Number three. Number so three. what do you like, not like about it? I, I love it, but uh, I had to go with the other two first. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, King of the, like I said, it's, it's, it's still the um, Alive 2 uh, aura that I have on it. And, and, and I listen to this and I, I appreciate it. But uh, if I was going to listen to it, I'm going to go right to the Alive 2 version of it. But um, uh, it's really just got knocked out of the box for the first two. I picked it as my number two favorite. Um, I was a huge uh, Dynasty bootleg, the Largo show when I was a teenager and it's this song is so much fun in that concert and I really fell in love with this song because of watching the Dynasty tour so much um and it it, it always it, it fascinates me that they kept it quiet that this was a cover song for so long I mean that that information didn't come out really until the internet age I don't think that's when I that's when I first heard it I always found that fascinating that it was it's a cover song, and we didn't really know, or I didn't know at least. Right. Mm -hmm. All right, so 
by um, by default, we know what the number one is if you've been playing along. But And I really enjoy hearing people saying that they play along and they make their own lists and they make their own predictions. You guys keep doing that and keep putting those comments in about that because it really is cool to hear what you guys do whenever you see these videos and things like that. Um, my prediction that I predicted the number one track on this album was going to be, I predicted it was going to be D Detroit Rock City. So, what'd you pick? Yeah. What'd you predict? Eric? Yeah, for me, of course. Yeah, Detroit Rock City, of course. I mean, that's um, when you think of Kiss, um, most people, uh, everybody down the list, they always, Detroit Rock City, they always hear that. Detroit Rock City or uh, um, Rock and Roll All Night. But um, Detroit Rock City is definitely going to be the top pick of this album. Yeah. With production, without production. It's still an excellent song, all the way. Uh, Peter's mm -hmm. drumming, is, I know he's getting his ass kicked, but when you go back and listen to it, which I have recently, knowing I was going to do this video with you, I'm sitting there listening to it, I go, man, it's really freaking good, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really thought God of Thunder was going to be number one. That's what I picked as my number one for the panel, was God of Thunder. Yeah. Um, Detroit Rock City... Uh, with a score of 506, 548, I mean, it blasted into the 500s. Uh, coming in at number one, uh, it was picked number one. It was picked as the favorite by 29. Almost half of the panel picked it as their favorite song. And I'm going to read it, and it's going to take a minute. AJ Zetro, Tony P, J. Spence Metal, Bizbag68, Jeff Wyatt, Tom Mungia, Andy, Katie Christina, Paul Teplis, Alado, Louis Maldano, Vincio Perla, Chad Casey, Jay Lee, Tom Gigliotti, Man With No Name, Jeremy Comona, Jay Reed, Orville Dunworth, John O, Keith Needu, Anthony C, 3SV, 1333, Young and Wasted, Chandler 155, Emily Graziano, Michael D., and uh, Bachelor Baseball Academy. And this is an interesting fact. No panelists picked this song lower than their sixth favorite. And I picked it as my number one. <clears throat> so, where'd you pick this, Eric? Number one? D Detroit? Yeah. No, number two. Number two. Number two, because oh, we've because already God discussed Thunder. God of Thunder, yeah. Yeah, and I picked uh, Detroit Rock City as number six for me. Um, no disrespect to the song, but... Just going back to my teenage years, I was a huge fan of I Stole Your Love. And to me, that was kind of the better, you know, opener song. Kind it of. is. It is, and, actually. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so Detroit Rock City, growing up, Detroit Rock City was always second, you know, of if I had to pick a song. So it's further down on my list. So, um so that's all we've got. Uh, any final, do you guys have any final thoughts on Destroyer? Rick, I'll let you, uh, or Eric, I'll let you begin. Final thoughts on the album? No. Final thoughts? No. No. No, no final thoughts. I'm not, I think we, I covered, uh, I, I've never done something like this. It was very exciting. I'm, I'm appreciated to meet both of you guys. And uh, to do something like this was very fun because um, I've been a Kiss fan since I was a kid. So I've never actually sat in depth and kind of dissected something like this and weighed it out. You know what I mean? And I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. So, uh, Rick, what about you? Um, I don't you... have any uh, final thoughts except just to kind of touch on what you guys just mentioned. It's so cool to meet people 
you know, that strangers that you don't know and you become friends because of this band. And to me, that's the coolest thing. Um, if anyone does not follow Eric on Instagram, I have to say he has an eye for photography that is breathtaking. Oh, that's he, nice. Thanks. He captures like city life perfectly on his Instagram account and just a photo of someone in the subway. It, it's it's an art and it's awesome. So if you oh, ever follow nice, man. if you ever follow him on Instagram, it's very cool and it's very cool to meet you, man. Yeah. So my closing thoughts on Destroyer, and then we'll talk about the next contest. My closing thoughts on Destroyer is it's my it, I, I I have a soft place for it because it is my first Kiss album, and but it's not my most cherished Kiss album, uh, but it is. It's that album that it's like this. It had it not been for this album, would I have become a Kiss fan? What you know, I'm I'm sure I would have heard all of them at some point in time, but I may have came along later uh, when it wasn't and and experienced a lot of the things I experienced. Had I not came right when I did, I would have probably missed out on Kiss Meets the Phantom. I probably would have missed out on the my first concert ever, the Dynasty tour. I probably would have missed out on that when I was ten. So um, it's this is the album that did it for me. This is the album that started it all. So the next video that we're going to be doing is going to be a rock and roll over. And the next contest is going to be we're going to give another person an opportunity to uh, be where Eric is. We're going to give another viewer another opportunity to join me and Rick and be in the panel. Uh, be in the panel video with us. If you're one of those people that entered last time, you can just comment down. And if you want to get in, if you didn't enter last time, you can just comment down in the comment section. Just put that you want to be in the you want to be in the video. So anyway, that's all I've got. Unless you guys have anything, that's everything I've got. No, Thank guys, you. thanks a lot. You guys yeah, good? Thank you. All right. Well, that was Eric, fun. I appreciate you joining us, man. It's awesome having yes. you as a special guest. Yeah, you too. Talk to you soon. All right. Okay, guys. Uh, that's it. Uh, I'm Brant within my head channel, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching. See ya.